Hi Satyans, welcome to Satya Radio, an avenue where we use the gift of reading and writing to spread the gospel. If you like books, Christian fiction, and you want to get the backstage story and the Bible to authors, then you're at the right place. Stay tuned and enjoy. Hello everyone, good morning. Okay, well, it's morning here. I hope you are doing well. Today, we have with us a very, oh, like say, I like to call her an intense author. She's not afraid of things at all. Like, she just delves into them. She doesn't even, <laughs> I, I don't want to say she doesn't care because she sort of balances it all out as you keep reading. And then you, and then you come to a point where you now have a balanced understanding of the things that she has raised. She just carries you along and it flows so other than Tokpe or Motoshaw. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, is that your full name, or is it? Is it? Is it? And is there anything like Oluwa Tope or? or I'm surprised. Tope. Just Tope. Finish. No, it's Timmy Tope. I removed the Timmy. <laughs> Why? To make it straightforward. I just want to be straight. Just Tope Motoshaw. All right. So, Tope Motoshaw is passionate about impacting the world through timeless wisdom and knowledge found in her thought-provoking stories. I'm telling you, they are thought-provoking. I can't even, there are some that you read, you can't even sleep. In her thought-provoking stories and writing that applies to all ages, her stories and articles cut across love, relationships, and romance in a way that does not deny the relevance of God in our everyday life. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> you, okay, I, now, ah, if now you found Shakira. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. We are so happy to have you. So, thank you. So much. Is there anything about you that we don't know that we should know? Okay, that you like to know? Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I think, well, I like to. To dance, let me put it that I like to dance. I used yes. to be in a um, choreography department way back nah, in church. No, <laughs> you don't even look okay. Sorry, I don't want to stereotype, but we don't appear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to be a serious, I used to be a serious tomboy. Well, I'm not a serious, but I used to be a tomboy way back. Oh, wow. Yeah, how everything has turned around, oh boy. So you have to wear skirts to church, all those things. And that's, that's just it, though, but I still have it in my body. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> now, let's just dive in real quick. So, you've written 14 books. 14. <laughs> so, I want to find that. <laughs> that is not a that is no mean feat, though. 14 is not it's not beans, neither is it rice. <laughs> I know what it is to have written 14 books and then you don't write small books. When I mean small books, I'm talking about pages. I mean, you don't, you, 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 you take on very old things, right? So, so my question to you is going to be in two ways. First, when did you become convinced that, okay, you were called to write? And then when did, did you become convinced that the kind of writing you were called to do is for God. Um, well, I've I've always liked writing, but it was just something that I did for you know just to pass away time. Uh, long time ago, when I when I was still at um, my parents' place, let me say my grandparents' place, anyway, sure. So it, it it was just a way for me to pass the time because you know, there are a lot of things going on and it, that was just an escape for me. So uh, I, I, I would write and it would help me. But, you know, I, I didn't really write because, like, I wasn't writing because I was to be a Christian fiction author or anything like that. I wasn't writing godly content or anything, you know. So I guess gradually it got to a point that... Um, I don't know, it just dawned on me. I think it got to the point where I got serious about God at a particular time. Mm. And 
it dawned on me that okay, this is this is what I want to write. You know, when I study the word of God, when I read the Bible, I will just have this different thoughts and it will just spell to um, a story or a short article or something. So it went on like that. And then um 20, was it 20? No, 2017, yeah, about 2018, I was working on a particular book and it thing wasn't just flowing. It wasn't just going out. And I was wondering like, okay, so what's happening here? And my husband just said, go and pray. And I was like, hey, I should go and pray concerning what I write. Are you serious? Like, ah, how does that one connect? But he kept saying it and then I said, okay, let me do it. And it was at that point in time that I, I had a turnaround because God, as in that was when God spoke to me. Like, I like, it's not something God hasn't uh, spoken to me before, but at that particular time, it was particular to writing. And he said that I was writing for myself. I wasn't writing for him. And I was writing because this is what, because I want people to um, commend me and all that. So it, it just, that was just a change, a shift for me because I, I returned to God as in, I put my focus on him and I said that, okay, what he wants me to write is what I write. I'm not going to be writing for myself. I'm not going to be writing for anybody. What he wants me to write is what I write. So that was how it started. You know, seriously, uh, being a Christian fiction writer myself, you know, it might sound really easy. Well, it is easy when you know God to say, you know what, I'm going to give you my talent, right, and my gift. Yeah. It is not easy when you don't know, well, you've not gotten to that understanding, and everybody around you is winning awards. Yeah. You know, and people seem to be asking you for the next best thing, and then you're wondering, <laughs> how would they react, you know? Yeah. Writing about Christ, you know? They say this one is the pastor and all that, you know? <laughs> so for you to have gotten to a point where you are like, hey, you know what? I don't care. That is really, uh, I won't say commended, but that is courage. And I'll say, uh, I, I, would, I would just trip in there that I would say that every book has been rosy because there are times when I try to fight doing it or writing it, but at the point in time, I just felt that I wasn't at peace. So I just said, okay, whatever you want me to do, that's what I'll do. You know, because for each book, it's always like a child, like, are you serious? You want me to write something like this? Why? Like, uh-huh. no, I don't want to. But we did it before that. I'm but, happy you know, now because that would just take us to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> so now, the, 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 the surprise I said I had for you, I hope I didn't cut you off. No, no, no. So the surprise I said that I have for you is that I've read all your Christian fiction books except for ah. God. Wow. <laughs> talking about i think i think i'm almost done with don't stop loving me every other one and so, so this question will be very round then i'm just going to be putting the things randomly right so now oh. with me you know, when I saw the when I saw the title "Dance with Me," I'm like, okay, this is going to be intense because in my mind I was thinking of Book of Solomon, Song of Songs, and oh. there was a part where is it the lady or the guy was talking about dancing, and then there was even a time where I I I, I meditated a bit on you know, to dance with God. Step by step, you know, taking his cues and all that. <laughs> when I started reading the book, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I said, this lady, yeah, dangerous. So, so you know, looking at Zainab's story, how she was able to come from a point of being attracted to women like herself, mm. the point where she is now able to even share that story 
No, so so for those who might not know, I think Zainab's story started way back in the um, Redemption series. It started in, in the Redemption series and then flowed into Dance With Me and yeah. a bit of it in crumbled, right? So now looking at how she made that transition, right? How do you think the church and we children of God, how do you how how how, how should we embrace people who are struggling through who are going through the um, motions of oh i'm attracted to same sex um, same sex people um, I, I think i was born that way you know and then you hear how the gay community is seriously is, is seriously trying to make the world that they have rights that need to be respected mm-hmm. and then you know you, you now bring that into the church and and you see that some of these people are in the church Mm. Let's not even kid ourselves. So how yeah. we how are we supposed to approach them, you know, to ensure that they're not left out of the fold? Okay. Um the idea that they are born like that, I think that's just the devil playing tricks on their mind. And we approaching them is it's like at first you have this feel of disgust like are you seriously doing that like what, what rubbish is that mm-hmm. but that's just um a problem you to to try to to shift shift us from the main thing like these people need help mm-hmm. so we should approach them with you know with love like see this is you you could have this feeling you could have it's like saying you could have the feeling to want to steal you mm. have the feeling to want to fornicate, mm. but it doesn't mean you have to go with those things. So, so it's not like we just shut them out because you know one thing in church is that we're always um, preaching against. You know, even if we talk about it, I don't, I don't even know if we talk about it that much in church. But mm. if we do talk about it, it's mostly like if you do that, you're going to hell. Mm. You know, all those um, deep, deep lashing kind of statement and you know these people need to know that see if you feel this way you have not acted on it you're not a sin yeah what you should do is renew your mind mm. you should say no to it mm. you know keep renewing your mind because we're in a world where sin is like all around us and temptations all around us so you keep fighting this battle mm. to stay away from acting on those feelings so I think that's what the church really should approach them, you know, to counsel them, not just like discard them and say, oh, you are going to help her. Oh, um, what you're doing is very wrong. How can you be thinking of that? That I will take it to church and do deliverance and everything like that. <laughs> that is um, one that even offs me, <laughs> deliverance. <laughs> I mean, honestly. honestly. <laughs> and, and I think most of why most of why these people have, have de- decided that they would rather just go into it and have that freedom and do whatever they want because people have have spoken against and people have like pressed them down mm. you know instead of us to to relate with them and try to understand them and try to you know have and pray for them we just push them away and you know okay. shout out everything like that sure. I get I, I I get what you mean, and you portrayed it very nicely. And I want to, I, and I really want to say that every time I read your book, I just know that most of the things you wrote didn't come from you. Like I just have that knowing. I know that the way you could actually, you can actually feel and know that God is speaking through these pages. You know, so thanks so much for yielding. That cannot be easy. Like, well, I don't know. I keep saying that cannot be easy, but it is when you are yielded to God. Anything you want to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> when, I say, when I say it can't be easy, I mean giving away your own will. And yeah, if you're a writer, you understand what I mean. Like, you understand what I mean, especially when you're following other writers and you are seeing things that you could be writing. And yeah. That moment is what I want to write. So now, um, so I was going to say that that was well portrayed in the book. I love, love, love the character of her father. Like, like oh yes, I, I love him so much. Yes. Something like having a parent that is saved. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, in yeah, the word. The word. I'm telling you because uh. if, if he did not 
you know, treat her with love, you know, and maybe maybe we won't be talking about Zainab. So we'll call you the shaker, shaker for this um, podcast. <laughs> okay, so now another theme that I see in your books is the theme of restoration. No, okay. I, I was tempted to say the theme of starting again, but no, it's restoration because I see that in those people, in the lives of the people that got restored in your books, you know, in your people think that restoration is starting from where you have started if you don't miss the day, right? But I think restoration is being where you should have been if everything was, if you had done everything right. You know, just appearing there. So if you're supposed to go to UK, you're in UK, do nothing supposed to do. That is what, that's what restoration is, right? And I see that thing in Micah's story. I see it in um, the lawyer. Jadishola. Jadishola's oh. story. I see okay. it in her story. And I also saw it in um, the pastor's wife's story. Yeah, I don't want to give spoilers. Okay. So now my question as to restoration is there are many people who have desired a type of love, right? And at some point they feel like they have lost it and they can't get it anymore, right? And even if God is breathing down their backs and telling them, I will restore you, I'm going to give you a new life, you're wondering, how is that possible? You know, look at age, (laughs) look at where I am. You know, even has, having to do with races and black is white, you know, those kind of, of questions. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing really is looking possible, right? Now, looking at the angles from which you, you wrote, um, I just mentioned three people now, right? What, what okay. was your mind? Like? Were you just trying to show us that it's possible? Or you, were ju- or you were trying to show us in the various ways that they were possible? Or you were not even aware that you were writing on themes of restoration because it can happen? Well, I, I didn't know I was writing on themes of restoration. <laughs> but what, what I was looking at is that you can't box God. Like, mm-hmm. You can't say this is how he's going to do it. You can't say this is how he has done it and this is how he will continue to do it. Mm. Because if you can predict God, then <laughs> I mean, seriously, you might as well be God of yourself now. So mm-hmm. God, I, I think that was one of the things that I learned is that you can't put God in one box and say this is how God is. Because over time, you, you mean, I mean, you get to see characters in the Bible that you know, didn't act in the normal way. I mean, look at David. He went to take, <clears throat> he went to take, um, was it the shoe bread or something? He yeah. ate it and he didn't die. Yeah. You look at that. You look at Jose that went to marry a prostitute. He wasn't supposed to marry someone like that. You, you know, you look at different things and you're like, okay, wow. You can't, even if this is the norm, if God decides to shift you out of the norm, he's God. Mm. So, you can't predict how he will act. And, you know, in terms of restoration, I mean, you know, God's God of restoration. God will do things the way. Because, you know, sometimes when I write, I, I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know how it's going to play out. And because I, I don't plot before mm-hmm. I start writing. I just write. I can't, I can't and it gets to a point that I don't know what's going to happen next. And I'm like, I have to go back to pray. And then I'm praying, I'm praying. And then I just have this idea. I just write it down. And then I just keep going. And sometimes God just say, just keep writing, keep writing. I'm like, write what? <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, at a point in time, and when I was writing Love Me Again, at a point in time, it got to a point that I was like, okay, when Amari was connecting things, I was like, oh, so this is why it's love me again. I was like, oh, okay. that's love me again or something. I'm coming to that. I'm coming to that. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's that last bit too. That's how it just comes about. Sometimes I don't know, and I'm, I'm just writing and as he reads. Yeah. Okay. So, is there anybody's story 
that you know let's talk about the sanctity of marriage that's another thing that i saw that cut across your stories um i saw it in separated i saw it in um um the book before love me again why am i meeting okay. i think i'll keep loving you yeah yeah i'll keep loving you and even um love me again right I, I see that theme of the sanctity, the sanctity of marriage. And, you know, some people don't believe that, you know, you know when you tell people that, see, when you're married, then you're inside of, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing like divorce. You know, before I system was saying, but if you're in a bad marriage, you leave now. You know, but when you go to scripture, and you read that part where, 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 where Jesus said that marriage is a mystery and they are no longer one, as in that the two of you, sorry, the two of you become one person. Mm-hmm. Then I, so, you know, you know, in those days when I was still confused, to so say, well, if, if the marriage does not work, then <laughs> if it doesn't, then listen, maybe you will come out, right? You know, somehow mm. God has really given me this very deep revelation about marriage, right? And mm. it was very soothing you know, to read in your stories that somehow, somehow, the sanctity of marriages was, was still upheld. And your book showed how we should always anchor them on the Holy Spirit, right? Like deeply, deeply in the Holy Spirit and what God mm-hmm. does, right? But still, you still have you still have a lot of people still telling you that you can actually get divorced if you marry somebody that is not what you want, or marriage is not going in the way that you want, mm-hmm. or maybe you can marry a Muslim and in the middle you now become a, a, a Christian. Surprisingly, this is in the Bible. Maybe let me let me hear from you before I say that part. You know, you can always cut out and all. So, I just wanted to restate. <laughs> so, what were the principles that you had in mind when you were writing about that thing? Because I saw that you didn't you didn't scream it out in the book, but I saw that I saw that protection of the sanctity of marriage in your stories. So, do you want to speak a bit about that? Well, um. I guess marriage is something that I've been <laughs> I've been concerned about. Let me not say concerned like in a bad way, but like I I looked forward to it because you know while while growing up, my parents they got separated anyway. So I never lived with my dad or anything. And um, eventually got divorced. So it was just stories I heard of both of them. I never saw them like as a couple together while growing up. So you know, it didn't it didn't dissuade me from you know getting married or you know having that happy ever after. You know, I just had this you know push because I was kept wondering if people two people love each other. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that from the loving and everything like that they will just decide one day that we want to call it quits? And like you know because so that pushed me to want to know more about love itself like okay what is love I, I in fact i got a lot of books any book i see that has love talking about love or it i want to read it because i'm interested what is it what is love what is it exactly so i kept reading i read different books and i wasn't afraid of i don't know why but i never had that fear of Hey, what if I get married and I get divorced? I never had that fear. I was just concerned about I want to get married and I'll marry someone that will love me and everything like that. That was just my mindset, though. I don't know why I wasn't afraid. Honestly, looking at it now, I am wondering because I should be afraid. Because, like, all around me, I was just surrounded by um, people that had broken relationships. So, but for me, I was eager to enter. Mm. So, it, it, it was just. Um, reading the Bible, reading about love, you know, and getting to understand that, see, if it shouldn't be that when we have an issue that we just decide to walk away, because God, God's um, original idea for marriage is that, you know, you stay together. 
And I'm, I'm, please, I'm not talking about people boxing each other in marriage or, or domestic violence, all those things. That's I'm, happy, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy you just mentioned that because that is not what we mean. Like, if you have uh-huh. such a marriage, you should definitely be separated. Yeah, yes. So I'm trying to say that if you have issues, I mean, seriously, if one person has um, cheated and has and has come out and say, okay, I did this and I don't want to do it again. And I want to, I want you to forgive me. You know, you should be able to forgive because God is not just about saying that you should separate from that person. Mm. It's about God is always about restoration, it's always about you know, in redemption. You know, God is interested things, redeems marriages, what? redeems relationships. Yes, yes, in all your books. There's nothing that God can bring you back from. Yes, he doesn't want you to give up, you know, even if you have the choice of giving up, or well, you know, God doesn't he doesn't give up on us. Yeah. And it us because I try to write things that this is not what we see in the world this is what exactly does god expect of us how can we have that kind of relationship that god had in mind from the beginning you know usually it is us personally that can't deal with certain things yeah like if someone cheats on us i can't deal with it i will divorce you straight what rubbish you can't you know? but the holy spirit can <laughs> <laughs> so you see yourself that honestly if you work on yourself if you push yourself if you you know you, your character gets better mm. for it and if you let god work in you you get better so i just believe that everything is just about god being the center of everything because if we let god in we can scale through different things yeah thank you so much like like for for shola's story <laughs> i would be spoilers <laughs> If you want to understand what we're talking about, go and read that. Go and read that story. <laughs> Those people, like, hey, it was problem on top of problem. Oh, do I show him prepare? <laughs> but I think that I believe that if we go into marriage knowing that is it is a threefold cord, mm. we always go in thinking it's two people. Two, yes, yeah, so threefold. It's a threefold cord. If you know that, you know peace. So you know that there are some mm. things that you can easily just talk to the Holy Spirit about. And there are some things that the Holy Spirit has to even give you release to talk about with your spouse, with mm-hmm. your mom, because you just go and spoil everything. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and there are some strategies we give you that will not make sense to the world. That's why mm. three folk God, and you need to expect that um um, sanctity. Another thing that you really spoke about that was really intriguing and fascinating. So I mean, I love love. Oh. <laughs> fascinating to see how God wants to give us what we ask. Like mm. I could see it in uh, even in Zainab's story. I could see it in um, let's bring back Zainab. I could see it in her own story. I could see it in. Um, Oba's story, Oba's mm. wife, right? You know how she was always thinking of the kind of guy she wants and all. And yeah. I know, you know, all these people that you were writing about, right? Everything they wanted, God gave them. And even a million times more. More. And it was, and I think in Oba's story, I really understood what trust in God means. Like, trust and rest in God. It's not that you will not be praying and all that, right? But it is that you trust completely. Like, I don't know how to explain it. If you read the book, you understand what I mean. If you read <laughs> yeah, if you read the story, because there was no way on earth those two people should have come together by worldly standards. There was no way. Yes. You know, with all the shenanigans that was going on, baby mama and everything, you know, there was no way. But... You know, but God. Honestly. <laughs> so, was, so was that your intention when you were writing? So did you realize that you were doing that in your in your books as well, showing us that I, I that, 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 that if you trust in God completely, He would definitely give you the desires of your heart, like that thing He said in the Bible. You know, trust in God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Did you realize that you were 
actually that, that most of your books are anchored on that scripture? No, I I didn't know that. You know, you're you're just you're shocking me with something. <laughs> Ah, okay. I didn't know that. You know, because, because of time, I don't want to even shock you more. <laughs> because, you know, Eliana is someone that was so, like, so into God, as in, yes. she was into him. She just wanted more of him. She was in a relationship. She just, you know. And I think the thing about her was she let God's desires become her desires. I think mm-hmm. that was it for At some point. So, yes. Because you know she had already she dated a guy already that was messed up and but everything. Was spoiler, so. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> but you know, you know what happened when when you decide to to surrender everything and say mm-hmm. that you know God, this were my desires or this are my desires and no, her you know, story is breathtaking. It's breathtaking because you know when she saw Oba, there was some, there was a knowing, right? There was a knowing, yes. nothing at all. Like if I don't know if you've read that book, but nothing at all was possible around her. The guy was, <laughs> as in nothing was possible. <laughs> he was you know, after that book, I just told myself that man, leave it to if God has said he will do it there. He will he do, will do it. it to oh and he will do it in such a way that <laughs> <laughs> yes, like if God just leave matter. If 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 he tells you if Naya or talk well, I'm gonna do this thing. If you like mm. from here to Jericho, run to Cameroon, come back, you know, do 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 the way he wants to do it. He's still going to do it. And I realized that you can't even mess up what God has said he would do. You can't mess it up. There's nothing you can do to mess up someone that he will not say, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> and I talk to you like this, uh, you know, a, a, a book, a book title just dropped in my mind. In my ah, please make sure you acknowledge me. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm spirit, please. <laughs> because I believe he's even leading these conversations right now. Yeah. So he's mm. like seriously, if you read through all of Tokwe's books, I don't that's why I keep asking her, did you realize? Did you realize? Because me, I noticed it. Even when you come to Love Me Again, that redemption, I think Love Me Again is under the redemption series, right? No, it's on that first love series. Please, people should pardon me. I'm just coming out of the meeting. Into it's, it's fine. <laughs> yes. You see, love me again. Then you see, um, I think um, Shola's story is under that series too, right? No, Shola's story is under um, Touch of God series. There is redemption series. You. There is Touch of that God series. That's how much I've read your books. Yeah. Because another thing I like about it is that each book flows into the next. So I don't even think of the series. I just know that this person knows this person and that person is inside this book, you know. Because if you remember that in Love Me Again, I think Shola was, was a friend of the family in Love Me Again. Oh, up. Right. Anyway, in Love Me Again, another bold team, in fact, in that series, another bold team that you really, really built on that man <laughs> is Religion Switch. Let me call it Religion mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just call it. I don't know what, I don't know how I used to say it. So, and it made me remember that thing um, St. Peter said when he said, um, is it Peter or Paul? I think it's Peter, where he said that you can change your spouse by your life. You know, mm. I always hear people say, oh, yeah, your husband is doing this way or your wife is doing like this. You know, go for counseling, go for pray fast, you know? But mm. I always ask people, have you read that part in the Bible where Peter says you should change your spouse by your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By your life. He did not say you should fast. He did not say you should pray. <laughs> that's just your way of your behavior, your character, that means, everything. That there's something about the way we choose mm. to live our lives, right, that is directly proportionate to how we choose to honor, how we would be honoring and impacting on our spouses. 
Mm-hmm. That's, and the way you said it then is impersonal. You can easily miss it when you are reading through that. I don't know if you've come across mm-hmm. that picture. Yes, yes. Yeah. As in, you can easily just miss it because he just said it. And then there was a part where he spoke about if you marry an unbeliever. Yeah, that's I was, Corinthians, I was, yes. He's shaking tables because Peter said if you marry an unbeliever. I think that was where he said you have to change the person by your life. He was who spoke about marrying an unbeliever. Yeah, yes. was that you will change them by the way you live. Yes, you will stay unless the person now tells you to go. Yes, something like that, and it, it was directed to women. So, what do you have? To yes, say? was that what you were thinking? Was that scripture in your mind at all when you were writing about those people? Well, for for book for once upon a first love, yes, that mm. scripture was on my mind when I was writing because I, I was just trying to yes, because people yes, will say, first love those guys. Yeah. People will try to say that eh should be um yeah why should you should be you can people brought different I can't remember the exact but people brought different questions about that thing that uh should be uh, Muslims already married to Christian that there's no problem in it now what was there. You know, people just said different things about that. But mm-hmm. that was, I was, for love me again, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just, mm-hmm. you know, looking at how someone that has been like a devoted Muslim, how you you just make that shift. And all your um, traditions, everything, the religion, everything that you had in your mind, you mm-hmm. know, how you had to change it and understand that see what I'm doing is not um, a ritual. I'm doing relationship. So you know, I had to speak with someone that actually made that conversion herself, mm. and you know, try to ask her questions. How how were you able to change? What was your mindset? Everything like that. So you know, it, it was just an interesting um, interesting thing to see when you when you look at people who just would change and you see how devoted they become to God and everything. I mean it's so amazing yourself. You see how strong they are and mm. you now look at yourself like ah because of how many years you just that's why, that's like, why, that's why I liked how that's why I liked how um love me again ended. You didn't try to force anything. Um, yeah I liked how it just flowed. You know people if you are wondering what I'm talking about just go and take Tokwe's books you know, just start from anywhere. You connect dots. <laughs> <laughs> you will meet all this <laughs> because the book connects all of them. Like it was so refreshing to realize that Eliana was that person that Michael was was advising. See <laughs> 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 action film. Anyway, um, my last question. Right, there's no way I won't. Okay. Go question what would be your advice for people who did not envisage that you're going to get married to somebody like a pastor or somebody that god has called to a mission or what how or the fact that god has even called the two of you well because if you marry somebody who 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 is called to a mission um, missions and all that you are inside mm-hmm. the whether you want to be or you don't want to be. So, <laughs> what would be your advice, right, to people, to people who um, did not see that coming? You no, know, there are people who are ready, they are ready to be inside that kind of relationship. Yeah. People who are not ready at all, like, and then it just happens. So what would be your advice? Well, because um, I saw that... I sorry, because I saw that in um with um now you know where it pinches. Pinches, okay, yeah. Well, so far as you know that God has called you two together. So as you have entered, you have entered. And it if God has brought you two together, then you should know that God has um given you that that grace to also support mm-hmm. him. So even if it's a woman that has given the pastor says, yes. So God has given the grace. Because as so far as God has said, this person married this person, this person, um, I want this person I want you to marry, and everything like that. You know that uh-huh, and you pray about it together that this ministry that I say that God says, God must tell me to 
because mm. it's good for both people to be on the same page. Page, right? And you know, like that, and you just you just have to support, you know, because both of you are, are together, you are one, and you are going to support each other. Husband will support wife in what she's doing. Wife will support husband in what he's doing. Mm. So it's just it's just best that you you know that uh, as you have entered, the grace is already upon you, mm. and you can do it. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Thank you so much. I wanted to Thank ask you a question. Too. I wanted to ask a question, but I don't know if you'll be comfortable talking about it. What What question is that? What about being a pastor's wife? I know that many people don't know that, but did that influence any of your books? Especially now you know where it pinches. I, I think I think it did. I think it did influence it in a in a certain way, you know. Um, but I really wanted to explore the whole um, being a pastor's wife and everything like that. I didn't want to put myself in it. Mm. I thought because it's not like what what Toke went through is what I'm going to know. Yeah, it, my name is Toke. Yes, I remember now. So it's it's just that you know, for someone who is like a a baby Christian and you know, um, coming into that, how the struggle is really like how first yeah. I move to and it's everything like that. I'm I'm still the way you have to do this. <laughs> Is there a way you have to talk? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that before I used to see there from afar, but now that I've entered it, I'm like, please, so I just think I want. So, you know, you just get to see that this is not as glamorous as you think it is. It's a lot of responsibility, it's a lot of hard work, it's a lot of sometimes tears and everything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like each day you just keep asking for grace. Yeah. I think it's for today. as a job, just that your boss is God. And then just <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Know that it's, it's your marriage, it's just part of your marriage. It's not um I don't know how to explain, but I think I understand what you're trying to say, Sha. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day, one day I'll I will pour my myself into one story like that. Ah well, there's no pressure, no pressure to do that thing. No pressure at all. I honestly see there are different areas there, but don't worry, we'll talk that one in, in private. <laughs> okay, so you guys have heard from Tokwe, like all her books are hits back to back. You know, you have Crumbled and Dance with Me, those ones are in the same series. You have with these shoes ID words. And then um, now you know where it pinches. I know there's a third one on that series that's yet to come out, but I've been seeing you advertising it, and I can't wait to read it. And then you have Don't Stop Loving Me. I'm reading it, I don't want to finish because it's not that book for me to read it if I finish that one. But I just realized I've not read Found. I think that is the one I've not read. Found is the last one. Found. Wow. That was. that is Zainab's story. <clears throat> that is the, yes. And that the is combination the of, story. of Yes, of Larry Beth, yes. And then Love Me Again. I had to go get the hard copy because I'm like, no, I'm not going to read this book um, on my phone. <laughs> I want to hold it and be turning it. Once upon a first love, I keep loving you. Love Me Again finalizes that trial. You guys need to read this book. Then another interesting book I see that you wrote that's not fiction, right? Excuse me, right? And um, I, I see that it has to do with improving one's self-esteem. Yes. What made you write that book? Was it from a personal? Yes, personal issue, yes. Well, way back, growing up, secondary school, primary school, yeah, it was yeah. a personal thing. So it's a book that's, from what I see, is a book that you might want to read like a devotional. So you don't rush it. You take it slowly, you know, and all that. So thank you so much, Tope. I know it's more easy talking about one's books as an author because, but that's what we do best in satire. We help you see things that even you do not realize you were doing when you were writing. That is why mm-hmm. discussions are basically revelatory so that you appreciate mm-hmm. what you have done 
And I'm so happy that God helped us today. And that has been, I think we delivered it. It's been here, what do you think? Okay, so thank you so much, Tope. Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I, I just thank you. about something that we didn't talk about, feminism. But maybe we should talk about it on another podcast. Oh, okay, okay, yes. Yeah, I think after after um book three of now you know where Pinterest, I think is a really good one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because so, yesterday I was talking to someone and I was trying to make her understand that most of these things that we are trying to propose as terminologies in the world, God has already given you the blueprint. Now you want the you are the one that wants to start expanding things. Right, <laughs> there's really no need if we just yeah. are said, and yeah, there will be in the world. But you know, nobody wants to propound technologies and needs followership, and mm. things just happen. But I feel like, as children of God, I think I'm going to wrap up with this. As children of God, there is no negotiation, you're either in, you are in. Mm. I don't know if I said that you are either in or you are in. There is no, I mean, I'm, or I'm, I'm here and I'm here. Oh, yeah. You are either inside or you are inside. And God's word has everything. Like, you see what he has said about marriage. I don't think there, there can be any other definition that can beat that. Love your wife as Christ has loved the church. Respect mm. your husband and submitted. The issue is, that people want to people want to submit themselves to somebody who is in the world and then they're expecting that person to love them as Christ loves the church. It's not possible, Auntie. <laughs> no, it's true, it's not possible. The reason why the Bible will tell you to submit to a husband is because the Bible is believing and knowing that your husband can be submitted to God so that God will mm. show him how to love you like the church. It can't be any other way. It can't mm-hmm. be any other way. And somebody who loves you as Christ loves the church will want the best for you. The person will not want you to, to do things against your will. The person will yeah. not want you to be a stay-at-home mom if you want to be working in, mm. in any sector at all. The person will want to always push you and want to always support you to move forward, you know. So I think that we misconstrue this Bible, um, the Bible, and we just we just think that Christianity is an umbrella. So everybody, everybody, everybody says like I told somebody yesterday. Say not everybody that is saying they are a Christian. In fact, maybe that Christianity word is even making us confused. Not everybody is a child of God, and who is a child of That's God? True. Yeah, and who is a child of God? A child of God is somebody who is led, who is who. A child of God is somebody that has decided to be led by God. And the best way to do that is to be led by his word. Anything outside of that, you're on your own. Like you're serious on your own. You know, I hear people ask, how do you know if, um, if, if your spouse is, um, has a fear of God? And I, and I liked how one lady on YouTube defined, she said, you don't have to look for somebody who is bringing fire and stones when they pray and oh no. All you need to find out is this person that you say you love, when there are issues to, decisions to be made, do they resort to what God says? Hmm. You know, when she asked that question, it was like a light bulb moment for me. She said, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. for a pastor, somebody that is speaking in tongues and all. No, when push comes to shove in his everyday life or in her everyday life, do they regard what God says? And that is your litmus hmm. test. If they don't regard what God that's says, you're on your own. That's true. And that's so true. Do anything inside the marriage. What you see, you get. So, Honestly. Um, thank you guys for listening and following God is sweet, man. Being a child of God is very good. There's nothing confusing about him. You know, yeah. For him is sweet. And that is all Sakaya is here to tell you. And we are very ready to promote that even more, promote and canvas for more writers to begin to write more about God. There's no perfect yeah. story. You know, we are all work in progress. So, Okay, thank you so much. Any last word for us as we leave? And any last words 
from Ifune who has been shaking the shakira and has been saying. Oh, I just I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for this um talk because you know you made me think back at some of the books and look at God's hand in it and you know it's like again uh, reminding me to trust him you know for future projects and everything and i am grateful <laughs> because ah, another idea came to my head as well <laughs> ah, <there is> so, <laughs> and you know thank you for is it Ufunaya? Yes, Ufunaya, yeah. yes thank you thank you so much you know for for you i enjoyed the last talk as well but this one too it's just both of them were wonderful so thank you so much yeah Thank God. Yeah, you may now speak and stop shaking Shakira. Oh, this Shakira is my voice. Oh, please, oh. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for this. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Yes. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Yes, I'm Bye. Uh, dear listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this amazing interview with Tokbae like she's an amazing lady and her books are amazing like you guys need to go read each and every one of them I promise you you won't want to drop them now and if there's anything that you let's assume you forget everything you said today and you want to take one thing one thing you should take home with you is that line from the bible Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and in all your ways acknowledge him. Like it does, that is the only thing you take away from this discussion. Please take it, run with it and please send us your testimonies <laughs> because God has promised that anybody who keeps their gaze fixed on him would have peace. You know, that's in Isaiah 26 verse 3. So thank you so much. And see you when we come back with another amazing author or mind-blowing topic. Catch ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you have questions, reservations, comments, or opposing views, you can send us a DM at Satire Africa on Instagram. Or better still, you can email us at satire using satirepress at gmail.com. Thank you.